Hysteria is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And right now, you can get 25% off your entire Books purchase. Here's why everyone likes the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, which I love. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Erin, I love my books. I love a flower that lasts forever, and my books arrangements really do last a full solid week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some sitting on my kitchen table right now, mm-hmm. and they've been there for several days. And usually when I buy them at, like, the grocery store, they're sort of, like, starting to crap Fade. out pretty quickly. Yep. Not with books. They stick around. They look beautiful. I like how they kind of slowly open up and become even more beautiful as they sit on your, you know, wherever Absolutely, you Absolutely, because they're that fresh. So go to books.com and use promo code hysteria for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code hysteria. Books, promo code hysteria. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco. Alyssa, I've got an important question for you. Yes, ma'am. Why are so few things spangled? Like the flag is the star spangled banner, but what like makes what it else? Spangled? Is, why why isn't it festooned? What you if Francis Scott Key would have been like the star festooned? Erin, let's banner. bring back festoon. The emblazoned batter banner. <laughs> but yeah, no, I no, I don't think we should bring back festoon because that's a weird word. I think we should bring back spangled. More things should be spangled. Like, I I arrived at the crime scene and the wall was spangled with blood. See, I like to say my nails are spangly today. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We're bringing back spangled in 2024. (laughs) You are listening to Hysteria, the podcast for people who agree with what Will Ferrell said at the Women in Entertainment Gala. Forget about the entertainment world. Isn't Isn't it just time? Isn't it just time for women to run the planet? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, ser- I'm not just trying to placate you, I swear. But I don't know what else to do because we, men, uh, we've been running the show since, what, 10,000 BC? Something like that. And we're not doing so good. So, please. Can you guys just take over? Okay, but I but I want to add the caveat that it's classic America to have something that women have been saying for many years to finally go viral when a dude says it. <laughs> okay, let's get today's very special end-of-year episode and News Witch 2024 episode started. I'm going to bring in our panel. Our first panelist is the author of You Sound Like a White Girl, available wherever you get books. Julissa Arce, welcome to Hysteria. I am so excited to be in the studio I think this is the first time I've been here, I don't know, since before since before the pandemic. 
Oh my gosh, Whoa. really? Yes. In fact, I didn't even remember if I was in the right place when I got off the elevator. I was like, I was texting Fiona. I was like, is this, am I in the right place? I don't remember this. <laughs> and I'm so excited to be here. There's so many lights. I forgot what it was like to like be in the studio. And I'm kind of, I feel like nervous. Yeah. And you know being what? Being in studio. I think also like after you have a baby and you start doing human things again, it's like, oh, how do I do this? I don't know. Yes, I am very much aware of my breast in a way that I was not before. <laughs> so I'm like, please hang on, like work with me. You can do it. You oh can hold God. on until 11.30. Can I tell you guys a really funny boob story? We're all, we're all pals here, right? Sure. We're all on a boob talking about HR. level. HR. <laughs> so Hysteria had a live show in October of 2022. And bef- I get, when I at the time I was breastfeeding and um, when I get when I would get nervous I would like leak and so I I was wearing an all white coverall outfit and right before the show I was like oh no and I had to change because I leaked breast milk into my outfit that I was going to wear for the Hysteria live show it's fine I wore, I wore a cuter outfit anyway. There you go. It was meant to be. <laughs> yes, it was, it was meant 100% to meant to be. Speaking of boobs, our next panelist is a writer and producer on Star Trek Lower Decks and Hulu's Solar Opposites, Grace Parajani. Welcome to Hysteria. Speaking of boobs, guys, Grace Parajani here. So excited <laughs> to... I, now, I'm virtual this morning um, because I'm pumping away from home. Uh, I, uh, I also have a baby. We have a lot of, a lot of babies in this crew, which is very exciting. I know, single-handedly sustaining the American population. We are. We are. Uh, the hysteria crew. And uh, not somebody sustaining the human population, but sustaining the dog population. <laughs> Our final panelist is an actor and comedian known for SNL, You Hurt My Feelings, and much more. Michaela Watkins, welcome to Hysteria. <laughs> Hi. I, I'm also leaking now, uh, but not, <laughs> not at my boobs. Uh, I, had, I had this uh, bronchitis that lasted like a month and a half, and... New things happen to your body as you age. Like, yes, um, ma'am. You tinkle a little when you cough. Tinkle when you laugh. You tinkle when you talk. (laughs) You tinkle when you jump up and down. It's just do your kegels. Are you jumping up and down a lot? Oh, I'm so excited about everything. The world is great. Uh, And I just can't stop jumping up and down and peeing my pants. But, um, do your kegels. Do your kegels. <laughs> Strengthen that pelvic floor, new moms. Get to it. Uh, I've already got so much to do. I don't know. I'll, t- I'll pencil it in. We'll see if I can get to it in 2024. Um, <laughs> Everybody's doing it right now. You know I, am. I am. I <laughs> am. <laughs> All right. So we have reached the end of 2023, which weirdly felt like a less bad year than the last few years. It was kind of like still pretty bad, but compared to like other stuff we've been working with, it's like... All right. Well, I guess it was like kind of less bad than the other things. And in that spirit, uh, what I was hoping to do is that we could kind of do our own little 2023 award show with our own made-up categories. Um, And so what I'm going to do is going to go from panelist to panelist because we're hybrid remote in person. Um, So I got to keep this kind of organized so it doesn't devolve into us just like laughing and shouting at each other. (laughs) 2023 is drawing to a close. Let's talk about the stories that maybe weren't the most important stories of the year, but that left big impressions on us. So let's get started. I I know a couple people prepared this. um, Best moment that was bad for America, but funny. Julissa, you want to go first? Yes. And I couldn't remember his his name, even though I know who he is, but George Santos. (laughs) I mean, obviously, it is absolutely horrible that somebody 
like him could get elected. And it's like only in America. But it's also been fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like everything he has done, like his whole persona is so funny to me. And like, yeah, that's obviously we don't want, you know, people getting elected who like lied about everything in their life and who are stealing money from their donors. All of that is terrible. But it's also like I said, bad for America, but funny. Really hilarious. And yeah. he has provided a lot of entertainment for me. And so. Jaleesa, he is thriving. He is actually living the life he wanted to live now. He made more money on Cameo so far since he was ousted than he made as a congressman. <laughs> there you go. Wow. I mean, it, I mean, America, sometimes you really do have to love it. Like, this shit only happens in America. So, the American dream, baby. What happens to George Santos now in 2024? What does his next year look like? Because I agree, he's thriving. He's probably doing, he's going to have a better year than any of us, I think. I mean, you know what? He's going to end up getting, like, endorsement deals. Yeah. Like, brands are going to pay him. <laughs> From Warby Parker. Oh. Yeah, Warby Parker, 100%. Oh, my God. 100%. Where we, he's going to be wearing Warby Parker glasses. And like Alyssa said, he's going to be making more money post, you know, as a disgraced congressman. Which, by the way, like, tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally I, tracks. I worry that we are on the precipice of a nihilistic era. And that completely would work. Him being mm-hmm. a corporate spoke, spokesperson during an era of everyone being like, fuck it. Fuck it. Nothing matters. I mean, yep. I think it could go one or two ways, honestly. I think either what you just said, Jalissa, or I think he turns up in, like, the Hudson River <laughs> and and it becomes, like, uh, uh, Ryan Murphy's next, like, real crime thing. Oh, no. And he's, like, post-mortem. He's so famous because nobody can, like, who killed Santos, you know, it's a yeah. two-part SVU it's episode. A, yes, exactly, and it's and or it's the like, new episode of Only Murders in the Building. It's, yeah, yeah. Yes. it's like a Tupac thing where for generations they're going to be like, you know, there's going to be fringe uh, right-wing groups that are going to think like he faked his death and came back, which knowing him, he probably would. <laughs> but uh, and and it's going to be like uh, you know JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. It's, it, there's going to be Santos sightings. That's my prediction. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Alyssa, is there a news story uh, or a news item or happening in 2023 that you want to nominate in a, in a category and explain? No, I mean, I really, I thought the best moment, we had one other, I thought, best moment, but terrible for America, which was the journey of our friend Mike Heaven <laughs> from, from 15 rounds to try to get into not that many to force him out. And, uh, and now he's taking his toys and he's going home. And it's very funny, but now we've ended up with an even darker, crazier person in Mike Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the humiliation of Kevin McCarthy, I think, yeah, is bad yeah. for America, but funny. Grace, do you have a bad for America, but funny moment? I'm not sure this is bad for America, but it, I, I have I have an organization that didn't need more love and is getting so much more love than anticipated, uh, and that is the NFL with the relationship of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't think the NFL needed more love, uh, and yet here we are, here we are. Now, as a sports fan, it's kind of exciting to see a Mel of two worlds um, that I didn't anticipate. But I I do think that it all feels a little orchestrated. Sorry, Swifties. I know Swifties are going to come after me. But (laughs) it does feel a little put on. I'm here for it, but it's a little put on. It's a very convenient relationship. I wouldn't go so far to say it was like orchestrated, but it's like very conveniently good 
PR for a, for honestly football's really bad. Yeah. It's like bad, bad for America, kind of. You know, chill, I mean, kids kids shouldn't be doing it. I know, and it's very dangerous and bad, and it hurts the people that play it and stuff. But you know, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. But I really hope Texas makes it to the national championship. Oh yes, yes. Oh, oh god, it'll be. And amazing. that I get, and and I already bought plane tickets to go to Houston. <gasps> I mean, hoping that they would. I know. I don't know. I feel like I my sinking feeling is it's going to be Michigan, the cheaters, because mm. we love to reward cheaters. It can be Michigan, Texas. That's fine. As Michigan long as is playing Michigan Alabama is and humiliated. then we're playing Washington, so right, it could right. totally be Texas, Michigan. Right. But as long as Michigan is ultimately humiliated, because I feel like they should suffer for I, cheating. I, on behalf of Texas, we would be glad to do that for you. <laughs> Agreed. It would be cool to see a big. Tw- Wait, the Big Twelve. I don't even know if conferences exist anymore. Okay. Michaela, do you have any nominees? No, everything's bad for America. Fu- <laughs> nothing is funny. <laughs> okay, well, what was the most cursed piece of news from the last year? Oh, God. I mean, define cursed. What is your definition? Do you mean cursed? Like, like oh, cursed. I wish I never knew. I, I wish I never knew that this was a thing. Like, uh, You know, I wish I—I want to go back to— uh, being like when when like deep fakes and AI were a concept and not a reality, mm-hmm. like that is to me the most cursed thing that is, you know, it it was fun when we were like, I mean, you know, one day this is going to be an issue. And it's like that that day is today. That day is about four days ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that to me is that it's progressed so much further than anybody thought. And that they, you know, that they had tried to fire the CEO, but then he was going to Santos it and go get more like successful somewhere else. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, you can come back, even though you're going to build robots that are going to, you know, kill us all. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, AI, yeah, the AI stuff is is kind of cursed. Yeah. I think, and then also, like you said, AI generated deepfakes, mm-hmm. cursed. Mm-hmm. Like there are a couple stories of female streamers, uh, like Twitch streamers, who had like deepfakes made of them doing sexual things. Of course, mm-hmm. and of course. Um, yeah, I mean, as someone who has my my face is in a lot of places, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What yeah. am I going to do? You know, uh, a friend of mine who whose agency is CAA, not my agency, um, their agency is doing a thing where they have a pilot program where you can get fully body scanned and then have a trademark of your being, of yourself. So anybody who tries to use it is violating a trademark. And they're it, it's going to be available to everybody, but it's going to be wicked expensive. They're doing it free for some of their uh, clients and stuff. Um, you know, it's going to be very expensive, but also would it be, you know, I don't know if it would be something that would make you not work or get hired because they're like, oh, you're expensive because your your trademark is too expensive. I don't know. Like we're entering this whole crazy realm there. Yeah. It kind of sounds like a vaccine to me, like the kind of thing that you are going to want for insurance purposes. It's not necessarily fail-proof, but also like you should get it done if you can. Here's my question, though. If you trademark your body, your physical Mm -hmm. body, if you end up getting like violently murdered, Mm -hmm. can you also trademark your death? So that like a true crime podcast can't sell BetterHelp ads against that interesting against (laughs) your family's trauma because that'd be cool. That is beautifully said. Y'all, I thought I was coming for like a 
fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have stayed home. <laughs> um, Grace, let's move on and talk about uh, 2023's most annoying person. Oh, God. I assume that you have some people in mind. <sighs> Where do, where do I begin? We're talking public figures or like the— Public figure. I mean, if okay. you want to like blow someone up right now, then that's fine. But only a few people are going to know who you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I, the first most annoying person who comes to mind is the anesthesiologist who gave me my epidural, who was like moaning and groaning. <laughs> she was so annoyed with the fact that she like couldn't get my back straight enough when I was in the middle of contractions to give me an epidural and was like, have you been diagnosed with scoliosis in the middle of me having the worst contractions? Attractions of my life, and I'm like, well, uh, no, a no, b. If I had been, I I would tell you, I would tell you. And yeah. uh, anyway, the epidural went fine after uh, many minutes of pain. But uh, that is my 2023 most annoying person of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do you have a most annoying person of 2023? Yes, the weekend when he was on the Idol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, expound. I have never seen like. There are so many, like, stories about what happened around this show that the original director was kicked off and then, you know, The weekend wanted to be more in charge because he, like, literally wanted to make out with Lily Rose Depp. And it was just, he was the grossest, most no redeeming qualities, just horrible character. And it was like in real life, he seemed really into who he had played on TV. So therefore, highly annoying, uplifting that the show got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and full disclosure, I watched Every fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I watched, like, the first one, and I was like, I can't. I've got a finite amount of years in my life. I watched it for develop. all of us. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't you also watch all of it just like that? You made it all I the did. way through? Of course oh I did. God. It's my cultural emotional cutting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michaela, do you have any good happy moments from this year? Or like, oh, I don't get to talk about annoying. You can talk about annoying people. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? Who this are, is really my who happy was, place. Yeah, who is the most annoying person? <laughs> it's really a toss-up between there's uh, between a, like sort of a, a, a macro group of people on um, on Instagram who are uh, between the ages of like I want to say like 19 and 22. And they're experts, apparently. And <laughs> that's fine. That's fine that they're experts. But there's this new intonation that has, like, taken place in, like, <laughs> men and women between the ages of 19 and 22, where everybody talks to you like this, like you're a fucking idiot. And they're just going to tell you exactly how it works. Everybody, if you want to know why the blah, 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 and it's like come some conspiracy with like massive omis omissions of facts. And it's just everybody talking to you like you're a stupid idiot. And I'm the smartest person in the world. And I can't stand it. It's like it started out with people doing it legitimately who are just like, hey, everybody, if you want to know how to beat the system at the airport, do this, you know, and then it became this everybody knows everything about every goddamn thing <laughs> that exists in the entire world. And you're such a stupid idiot. So please subscribe to me. And so that's that's a toss up between that and Kathy on The Golden Bachelor, if anybody watched The Golden Bachelor. <laughs> Kathy, who found her catchphrase, zip it, and can't, can't use it enough. And, you know, I think she's, Kathy's going to have like zip it cookies coming out soon. <laughs> Zip it purses. 
Uh, oh my yeah. god! So, uh, um, Kathy, I can't wait to play Kathy someday. <laughs> I'm gonna play Kathy in the biopic of Kathy. Oh my god, uh, Julissa, who is the most annoying person in 2023 to you? <sighs> I got one. If you want to have a couple yeah, minutes, go to ahead. Think. Because... Elon Musk. Yes. Elon Musk. Yes. 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 I think that's it. Annoying person. He loved. He loves being a villain so much. It's been really fun to watch him sort of. Not like publicly not be smart. He was hmm. so touted mm. as this genius for such a long time and not to sound like a hipster, but I thought Elon Musk was a big fucking idiot before it was cool. Yes. And uh it's really it's nice to see all these people being like, ah, oh, I guess maybe he's like dumb. Or maybe he's not a business genius. Or maybe if you just have like billions and billions of dollars, it takes work to travel between any like echelons of the economy. Like if you're handed billions of dollars or millions of dollars. It takes work to go down, just as it would take work for someone to go up. And mm-hmm. like this guy is such an I love seeing the cyber truck being a piece oh, of shit. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. And love Aaron, that. just earlier, he uh he has now let Alex Jones, Sandy Hook Denier, back on X. Who oh, still God. owes those parents a lot of money. A, a lot, lot of money. money. He's been moving stuff around so he doesn't have to pay the parents a lot of money. Uh Twitter slash X has become a total cesspool. Ces- I sometimes yes, check it. Oh my God. Just a pool. Pool of cess. Sus pool. <laughs> and and he's he's just like such an idiot. And then oh also remember his his um rocket blew up and people that are happened. like, it's still a success. And it's like, no, it's not, because it didn't meet its goal. It's not a success. Yeah. It took off, but I could take off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, light a Roman candle in my ass and I will take off. <laughs> um, and explode after a few seconds. Um so yeah, it's been really interesting to watch Elon Musk. Uh, his reputation as a smart person go up in flames and his, um, yeah, and just just watching him just be annoying and people be like, shut up. I think it's it's great. Okay, Julissa, why don't you finish off our 2023 awards? What would you like to award and to whom? Okay, so we're talking about most annoying. I don't have a most annoying person, but um, I do have a most annoying MLS Move. <laughs> um, so I am a big LAFC fan, mm-hmm. right? And last season we had this incredible player, Chicho Arango. He was our number nine, our striker, like best fucking player. Also, he's kind of hot. And <laughs> most many soccer players are. <laughs> they just well, run around. Daddy Boanga. Yeah. I mean, if you do not know about Danny Boanga, who we have nicknamed Daddy Boanga, <laughs> please go look him up. And like your day will be infinitely better. Okay, like starting right I'm now. I'm looking it up right looking now. Up. Danny Boanga, like hottest player. But we're not talking about Danny Boanga today. We're talking about Chicho Arango and the fact that LAFC let him go. They did not like renew his contract. They didn't want to pay him. And then we got some other sorry-ass number nine, another striker who doesn't even play. And we just lost in the MLS finals this weekend. And I couldn't help but think that if we had had Chicho Arango on our team, we would have repeated, because we're the champions from last season, mm-hmm. we would have repeated this year if only we had had Chicho Arango. Meanwhile, he's in Medellin, you know, living his best life because his team was already out of the playoffs. And I just think it's really annoying that LAFC did not want to pay Chicho Arango what he was worth. And I really miss him. I miss him every game. I miss him. I wish he could be back. And LAFC is still wrong for having Chicho Arango, for letting him go. And I think they should bring him back. I don't know how that would work, but... Well, at least the Dodgers got, yeah, you know, 
At least the Dodgers paid, I don't know, 30 billion, 700 something million dollars. Like, Chicho Arango did not need 700 million dollars. But I get, you know. Anyways, (laughs) that's my most annoying because, I mean, I guess that was from last year. But we're feeling the effects of that move. Totally. You're annoyed now. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at every game we play. And I don't see Chicharrango on the field. I'm like, why is he not on the field? And also, did you guys look up Denis Buanga? Yes, because he's got a, yes, he's got a good smile. Yeah, I, I, I get I it. I love him. I get it. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap up 2023. I'm just going to try to put a bow on it right now, guys. Okay. I think 2023 was, was the year of the implosion. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Titan sub implosion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner divorce and the story oh he tried to God. put out about her, implosion. Yes. Uh, Trump's legal woes, implosion. But also bad for America, but funny. Um, <laughs> and we had a hurricane. Yeah, here. we had a hurricane. I forgot that that we was this year. We had a hurricane. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I had to extend a vacation to avoid it. It was horrible. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> it, so was, it was fine. But there were all of these things where it was like the chickens are coming home to roost and things are just... Imploding, um, and it was it was like I don't know. It just felt like a theme, like Lizzo's reputation. Mm. Implo- like she went from being like Miss Congeniality of America mm-hmm. to being like, oh, she seems like maybe she was kind of mean to a lot of people. <laughs> um, the cryptocurrency thing implosion this week. Signature or this year, Signature Bank collapsed. First Republic Bank collapsed. Tucker Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox oh. News. <laughs> Right. After lo- after that. a seven hundred eighty seven point five million dollars settlement because of their lies imploding on them, uh, the U.S. Women's National Team imploding at the World oh. Cup, uh, the labor talks involving the WGA and SAG and the UAW, the implosion of that and, and the ensuing like aftermath. Twenty twenty three was the year of the implosion, so I'm hoping uh, we can build some stuff next year. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix zero-sugar hydration drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe mushroom coffees will keep you focused all day long. Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I just like, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, you got to drink some water. You got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time yeah. when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast, no dishes. Love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito, <laughs> not, not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you 
stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have. To, I refuse to be uncomfortable I refu- if I want to be productive. I refuse <laughs> to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle, which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. They're very, like, on oh. a, it's like a couch nap. You know, you have like a, oh yeah. you've got like maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a like small break. I'm very tired. I'm going to just like lay down for 20 minutes. It's yeah. Perfect. Perfect for couch okay. napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put yeah, a, a totally. blazer and like— Denim shirt. Denim, denim shirt, oh, blazer, yeah. leggings. So easy. 100%. And, of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee, while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. That's perfect. He is, like, I think my my dad is one of those people that just, like, beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're— they look like a security blanket that a 30-year-old yep. still has where it's just like a ball of string and you're like, um, Our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple of years now and I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a, on a short weekend trip and they still looked great. It was like, Dad, your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. Okay, 2024, 
predictions, though. Grace, let's start with you. What do you think is going to happen in 2024? Okay, so if 2023 was the year of the implosion, which I agree with you completely that it was, I think 2024 is the year of consolidation. I think we're going to see a lot of these major corporate organizations merging. Like, there's not going to, sorry to say it, there aren't going to be 35 streamers in another year. Mm, not if Lena Khan has anything to do with it, the head of the FCC, who yeah. absolutely hates mergers, hates, but we'll see. Hates it'll, a be, it'll be fun battle royale. Yes. Fun battle royale. Yeah, I, I, I really I really believe that's going to happen. Uh, I believe also that this is an overall trend. I think celebrities are going to start consolidating their public images because it's too insane <laughs> and 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 crazy to put your shit out there constantly and to live like life like an influencer. I think people are going to be reining it in. The big celebrities, you know what I mean? Like what Beyonce mm-hmm. does with with like just just kind of creating her image in a very careful manner, I think is something that a lot more celebrities are going to be doing. There has been this pressure to be a public figure and to put every element of your life out there in the world, but it's too scary between AI and between cyber attacks and between like rabid fans. It's just, I think it's getting to a point where the fever pitch has has been released. And I, I truly believe that for high profile people, and by the way, that's going to work its way down. So fewer of, of like us normal people are going to be using social media in the same way too. A lot of this has to do with like, X, for instance, just being a cesspool, as we've talked about. Like, I don't want to post mm-hmm. things anymore if it's just going to be, you know, read by like a bunch of assholes and bots and asshole bots. Mm-hmm. And people who don't wash their ass. ass. Yes. I think X is now a social platform for people who do not, who are never taught butts. to wash their butts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> um, it's true. Uh, okay. I think that that's, that's, a, that's an interesting prediction. Alyssa, what do you think is coming in 2024? You guys, my prediction is one that I need for my own mental health because it's been a very hard year. I need Tom Wamscans and Cousin Greg to have a spinoff. Yes. <laughs> I need to know what happened to Waystar Royco under the reign of Tom and Greg. Yes. I think it's the comedy we could all use. And so I am hoping to manifest my prediction. <laughs> I love how hopeful that is. Uh, I love how sweet and pure and good I'm that gonna is. I'm going to put that on my dream Thank board. You. I, yeah. I know. We all should make yes. dream boards. Dream boards are going to be back we in 2020. Yes. <laughs> dream boards, dream catchers. We're all going to try to manifest things in a way that is culturally sensitive. Um, okay, Julissa, what is your 2024? I think 2024 is going to be the greatest year ever for everybody. All of your dreams will come true. Everything <laughs> you have been working boards. towards yeah. Yeah. will come true. Everything you have been building and putting the grind in for will come to fruition in 2024. I 2024 love that. is going to be a wonderful year, a year full of happiness and love and Lots and lots of oat milk lattes. <laughs> I love that. Man. That's lovely. I'm just going to sit in that for two seconds. <laughs> just, uh, um, I'm I mean, really trying to believe that. Marinate As someone there. who only recently re-upped my Crooked Media Hysteria contract, like a cop being like, I'll work one last case. I'll work one last <laughs> one last presidential election, guys. <laughs> I feel like the before the end of 2024, I'm going to lose a limb. That's my... That's <laughs> I mean, it's like something bad's going to happen. You're just going to uh, chew your own hand. I'm going to chew my you know, 27 <laughs> or 127 hours. Yes. <laughs> my foot or something like that. Just not for any reason besides the fact that of I'm, election I'm terrified. Um, mm. Okay, Michaela, what do you think is going to happen? I in have three. Okay. three. Three big 
big mark them, mark me. These are my three big <laughs> predictions, and you heard it here first. Big shoes are out, small shoes are in. Ballet <laughs> flats okay. coming back. Oh. I just have a feeling. I here's how I know everything that's going to happen fashion wise. As soon as I'm on board with it, it's done. <laughs> so I uh, have some great, so many great pairs of shoes. I have no ballet flats, none, and uh, so I'm certain those are back. Okay. Secondly, um, I think that live theater is going to have a a renaissance. Ooh. I think that I, I, I feel like there's an energy lately where people want to convene in person in and see things that aren't going to be on their cell phones. They want to mm-hmm. see, they, they want to sit next to somebody in a theater and laugh and cry and they want to buy tickets and they want to show up and they want to be part of an experience that is only for that moment. Like that's the new that I feel like that's the new kink is like live performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I even went to a, a, a show, a, a concert, and there were less cell phones, like Ooh, people filming the that's concert. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. So I think people are more interested in being present with other people right now, probably because the news is such so harrowing and so awful mm-hmm. constantly. And because... Be, and, and and this brings me into my third prediction, which is about, it's kind of with you, Grace, like about social media. I think because we are starting to see that the algorithm is designed in a way to make us anxious and mm-hmm. fearful and angry and stimulated and triggered that we're going to sort of balk at our phones more and balk at uh, social media because the algorithm is actually trying to kill us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I so, agree. I think to stay off our phones, we're going to have to like sit across from people and look in each other's eyes and have conversations again. Mm -hmm. So I think conversations are back. Big shoes out, small shoes in. And uh, and live theater. Okay. So here are my 2024 predictions. Some of them are hinged and others are very unhinged. Um, I predict that there's going to be a giant volcanic eruption. We have been seeing a lot. I know I've gotten obsessed with this, and it might be the algorithm trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been I've been being fed a lot of volcano and earthquake content. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was like a lot of um, there was an evacuation in Iceland mm-hmm. uh, over the mm-hmm. fact that there was like a you know an eruption that I don't know has even happened yet. Uh, Mount Etna is erupting in Sicily again. We've had yeah. There's more. There's been a bunch of seismic activity near. Mount Vesuvius in, like, the other volcano near Mount Vesuvius. Um, There's been, like, a lot of weird, like, seismic activity. I just think that we're going to see a super volcano or some kind of, like, giant earthquake in 2024 just because it just Or maybe the aliens aren't from space. They're under the underground. Oh, my God. They've been here all along. Emerge. They've been here all along. That was my favorite. Favorite news story of 2023, by the way. It came, well, aliens are real. Oh, aliens. Yeah. Aliens are real. It came out on my birthday, and I went outside, and I just, like, looked at the stars, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, here's what I, I also predict that Gen Z, multiple members of Gen Z will die. Drinking charged lemonade Borgs. You don't know what a Borg is? <laughs> no. You know no. what a Borg what? is? A Borg is like college kids now, when they're going to parties, they'll fill like a, they'll empty out a jug, like a gallon jug, and fill it with like this very alcoholic concoction. Wow. And that that's their drink. That's a Borg. They carry it with them when they're tailgating, when they go to house parties, whatever, which on one hand is like very 
I guess it's like epidemiologically sound because you're not sharing drinks or drinking out of like a punch bowl. Yeah, or it's whatever. like less likely also- that you're going to get roofied, by the way, which is I'm kind of pro board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, do, do we need to put it in a gallon jug? Can we put it in a like a pint? Yeah, maybe pint. Can we yeah. do it in a smaller, like a t- two pint thing like, or whatever? Uh, like a sixteen ounce water bottle. Yeah, yeah. But well, you got the handle. B Y O G. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we've got charged lemonade. It's still legal. The four loco of our time. Insane. Still legal from Panera Bread. And I think that somebody's going to make a Borg with charged lemonade, and they're going to die. I oh, think that wow. that's. Young. Okay, look, kids are stupid always. Doesn't but they're making what, their own moonshine, I think. They're essentially making their own moonshine. Uh, I think there's going to be more dating shows and reality shows starring old people mm. who are looking for love and fewer reality shows starring religious fundies with like a million kids because I think a lot of people are really grossed out by that because those people are gross. Um, get ready, Kathy. Get ready. <laughs> Coming Kathy. back. Zip it. Zip it, <laughs> Michaela. Zip it. Um, I think that Nathan Fielder will start dating some huge star that everyone is going to be like, what? It's going to be like a Sofia Vergara level great beauty. He's going to start dating a great beauty and it's going to make a weird kind of sense. Uh, I think that Vivek Ramaswamy will drop a racial slur into a hot mic and end up getting a show on like Newsmax as a result or a podcast in an attempt to become the next provocateur, but nobody will really bite because he's very annoying. George and Vivek, is it going to be a little two-hander with George Santos? No, see, because here's the thing. I think... We just did we just did a video for uh, Vivek Ramaswamy for this fucking guy, and I did a deep deep dive into this man. And he one of the things that it said in one of the profiles about him was that despite the fact that he's been trying to make friends in conservative circles, he's not had very much luck mm-hmm. making friends. Wow. I don't think he's a very likable, not a very likable guy. I think that I, I've you should noticed- take an improv class. <laughs> he took a stand-up comedy class. Oh, God. I know. God. I know. I wanted to make jokes about it, and I was like, you, you know the type of guy yeah. who like, went to law school and then takes a stand-up comedy class? Blech. Um, I think Jacob Elordi is the new Robert Pattinson. I will not elaborate further. <laughs> uh, I think that we are experiencing a backlash to consumerism. I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of things. It's like, oh, here are the trends in 2024. We're going to be wearing this color. We're going to be doing this thing. And I think a lot of people are kind of fed up with the pressure to consume. And so if, you know, there was this New York Times thing that was like predicting 2024, everyone's going to be wearing brown. I'm not going out and buying brown clothes. I'm not doing it. I'll Mm. go thrift them. Mm. I'll thrift them if I like them, but I'm not going to do it. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of tired of just Buying shit, filling their houses with stuff. shit. I'm so tired of stuff. So over stuff. stuff. I like want to throw everything in my house away. Yeah, me I too. I know. And then like you go to Goodwill and it's like bales and bales of stuff. And it's like, I don't want, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done with stuff. So instead of having a clothes swap, we should have a clothes burn. Just like- <laughs> we have some predictions from our Discord about mm-hmm. what's going to happen in 2024. And I'm going to read them you. to all of you right now. So CR... That's Caroline Rustin. (laughs) (laughs) Predicts chunky jewelry and color tights will come back in style. Uh, Ivanka Trump will dye her hair brown. Ooh. Wow. And uh, like over her life. Real morning show move. (laughs) Reese Witherspoon style. Uh, Now I know she's sensible. You know what? I am going to bring the colorful tights back. Okay. Because I really miss them, actually. Now that you said that, I realize how much I miss them. They were so fun. They were so fun. Yeah. 
We should. Yes, I'm going to bring them back. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to bring them back. I'll I'm going to pro- wear them next weekend. Okay, let me know. I think I still have a couple pairs. I'm going to have to dust them off. Damn it. I just said I didn't want to buy stuff, and if I want some, I'm going to have to buy some. <laughs> I just, that's what I feel trends are. Trends are like, what do people most least likely have in their closet? Right. That's yeah. the trend. Go buy it. Go buy that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Carsey M. predicts that tights and leggings under jean shorts will come back. Wow. Guys, remember 2012 in New York City? 2010 to 2012? I remember when I moved there, I was like, everybody's wearing, like, cutoffs over holy tights. Anyway, like that, fine, bring it back. I still got some holy tights. Uh, jeans under dresses are going to come back is a prediction by Amanda. Uh, Amanda J. <laughs> wait, that was a, wait. Jeans wait. under dresses was that a was thing. That was a thing? That was a, yeah. that was a thing that when, was when like we were, a, I was a early teen. Off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember like, I feel like Hillary Duff was no, the queen of absolutely dresses not. over jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowing that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a Western version of a sari, I would say. Yeah, yes. yeah. There's like a, there was like, we were wearing long shirts because our jeans were so low. Mm-hmm, and yeah. then the shirts just kept getting longer. And it was like, oh, I guess now we're wearing dresses over jeans. Yeah. It sort of was like a natural. Per- we didn't go out and say, I'm putting a dress over these jeans. You're just like, oh, my shirt's now technically. We didn't yeah. wear tights. Yeah. Technically a dress. Um, okay. Lady Gaga will return to pop music is an Amanda J prediction. I hope so. Um, her Amanda J's wish, not prediction, is I wish for an iOS update that allows Siri to understand two-step commands. Ooh. Mainly shuffle playlist name, but start with specific song. That's I've been trying to download whatever new update thing to my computer, and it's like I don't have enough space. Yeah. No. And I've spent days trying to clean up my computer. And so I'm like, how the, I can't download it, but then my Safari doesn't work. I don't know what to do. Throw it away. Throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it away. We don't need them anymore. We, we're done. We're um, done. Live theater. Autumn <laughs> predicts that Steve Kornacki's khakis will create a market-moving event that will make 2020's 90% gap sales boost look like a piece of old tackle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we going to be wearing khakis again? I uh, they're easy to sit they're easy to sit crisscross applesauce on the couch if you're wearing khakis and versus jeans, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby predicts white kitchens will officially be a thing of the past. Ooh, wow, that. that's fine. I mean, they show dirt so bad. They do. They really do. I have a white. Me kitchen. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of love it though. We tried Nancy Myers. We tried. <laughs> Uh, Marianne predicts someone is going to figure out how to successfully ban TikTok. That's, I think that's a pretty good prediction. Um, and then also more of reality dating shows in the vein of Golden Bachelor. Same wavelength, Marianne. Um, and then, let's see, prediction for Vivek Ramaswamy when he bows out of the primaries. I feel like maybe this is in the air. By the time this airs, Vivek will have dropped out or something. Do you think, I think he's, I think he's been angling for Trump VP for... He's okay. Here's the thing. Trump is going to pick for his VP a woman who looks like a woman who would be cast as a VP in a movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, but with no other qualifications. So like Carrie Lake, uh, Christine Nome. Trump would not appoint someone to be his VP that didn't look like a Miss Universe contestant. Yeah, you're right. You're that's, right. <laughs> literally, you're right. that's that's him. Or he's going to pick like a Ivanka Trump. Oh my God, she's <laughs> trying to make her life. Oh over. Oh my God, yeah. she's trying to make her life over. That I think, is wild. That is a wild prediction. Right? If that happens, has anybody the ever chosen have is, their child to run with them? I don't think so. Right? Has anybody else made public comments about how sexy their child is? Yeah. No, I mean he's a he's an unprecedented guy. Um, I think that 
he'll either pick someone who looks like she would have been a news presenter or like a beauty pageant contestant and has very little else going for her. Carrie Lake, do yeah, you think? like a Carrie Lake type person, or he'll pick like a war criminal who yeah. he pardoned. You know, like one of the, like a real butch like Marines guy who you're like this guy is definitely he needs he's he's oper- he's he's not. He's not a safe person. Yeah, um, it's his bouncer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll 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 nominate like Dan Scardino, his or Scavino, Scardino, Dan Scavino. His uh, used to be his caddy, and now he's like <laughs> one of his most trusted aides, and he just looks like a bulldog. Um, so yeah, I I mean we'll we'll see. I don't think he's gonna pick Vivek because Vivek isn't butch enough, and a, yeah. Vivek isn't a hot woman. Hmm. So I think Trump might win. I do, too. I know. And I think, I mean, there was a whole Atlantic article that, or it's a whole Atlantic issue that terrifying. just came out. Yeah. I do not. I do not think you he don't? will win. No, I don't. I don't know what will happen, um, but I don't think it's necessarily easy or good. I think, but I do not think he will win. I, I, do I hope you're it. right. I hope you're right. But there's going to be some sort of major consequence if he doesn't win. You know, it's not like he'll just go quietly into the night. No. Yeah. I mean, That's the, what I mean. The, I don't think it's easy or pretty. I just thing, don't think he And this is an unfortunate thing I was thinking about this morning is I think that there is legitimate criticism of the Biden administration's handling of international, like things that are happening internationally right now, legitimate mm-hmm. criticism. Yeah, I mm-hmm. um, and I agree with a lot of it. Um, but I don't think that American voters tend to punish politicians for doing things they don't like overseas when it's the alternative will impact them personally and immediately, even if it's to a lesser extent. And by that, I mean, like, I think that people who are scared of a Republican administration that would further restrict abortion, for example, we see that abortion is a winning issue over and over again. I think that voters are more likely to vote in favor of abortion access than they are to punish Democrats for what's Mm -hmm. happening overseas. And that's just because that's how people vote. They're more likely to vote for the thing that benefits them than avoid the thing that hurts. Yeah, and even if you don't like what's happening overseas, what what do you reckon— a, a Trump administration right. would do right. overseas. Right, right, right. Exactly. Like that, that's the I part that I... Like, the thing is, like, I think if we were talking about, like, rational people who were kind of making those considerations, mm-hmm. yes, but I think the reason I think Trump has a chance of winning is because most people are not thinking like that, right? Like, yeah. they're still mm-hmm. just, like... They're still just, like, in conspiracy theory world. Mm-hmm. They're still just in... They like Trump because he says it's how it is, because he's a businessman, he's successful. You know what I mean? Like I think I think the the sort of like those are people who are going to help Trump either get elected or like it's still gonna be a really close election yeah. when it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like Trump yeah. shouldn't even be the Republican nominee. I also I also worry that the rightful criticisms of the Biden administration are going to just compel fewer people, especially fewer younger voters, to get excited to come out at all. Right. Because it's a pain in the ass to vote yep. if you live in a state that makes it a pain in the ass to vote. And there are a lot of Republican officials who have deliberately tried to make it a pain in the ass to vote. Like it's hard to mail vote by mail. Uh, you have to vote in person. There's specific long hours. There's long lines. Like, I'm sorry, Grace, I interrupted. No, no, no. I, I agree. I agree with all that. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't see young people getting pumped to vote for Biden round two. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not that young, and I'm not that pumped. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't know how that narrative changes. I don't know how we get more excited or how we galvanize younger and younger voters. I, I don't know because I'd like to think get people excited about. Uh, vote for what you want, not for what you don't want, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know what to do because uh, I don't think we survive 
uh, a Trump administration. I yeah. just don't think we survive it. So ne- then it's just like, really? Those are my choices. I mean, he knows what all the buttons do now. Like, he, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, before he was just like a monkey in a cockpit, like mm-hmm. hitting like random buttons. And now he's a monkey in the cockpit who knows how to crash the plane. Right. And like, I'm, yeah, I, 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 I'm worried about that. I'm worried. I think that something that bodes well for Democrats or bodes well for Joe Biden. Um, and again, I am definitely worried that Trump could win. Um, I think something that bodes well is that there are issues that really rile up Democratic voters and Republicans can't fucking leave them alone. Like, like, okay, what's happening in Texas right now? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we're recording this like mid-December. So by the time everybody hears this, there's going to be more you know, developments in the case. But in the last week, there was a case of a woman who was pregnant with a fetus with a fatal, unsurvivable chromosomal defect. And the state of Texas is doing everything it can to force her to carry that child mm-hmm. to term in a way that endangers her health, her future fertility, and doesn't save anybody's life. And they said she doesn't meet some criteria to have to have a, an abortion. A, an abortion, even though a judge said that she does. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's like— Ken Paxton, this crime-loving AG who, again, in 2023, somehow, again, evaded legal punishment or, like, any kind of repercussions whatsoever for all of his crime doing. Um, Ken Paxton is is fighting this battle for what? For what? Who is this? Who is this for? Like, who is this winning over? This is not, like, I don't know a single conservative, and I believe it or not, I have, like, some conservative friends— many of whom are, like, very pro-life. I don't know a single one that was like, I'm so glad Ken Paxson's doing this. Mm -hmm. This is the fucking hill to die on. It's like, so I think that Republicans can't resist doing that dumb shit. Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, sounds like a crazy man Mm -hmm. saying that God told him he's like Moses in the House of Representatives. Like, they they can't resist doing the things that make Democrats be like, ugh, well, gotta vote, gotta do it. Gonna do it. Gotta do it. Can't have go these people now. in charge. Yeah, I'm gonna go vote. Now. Yeah, <laughs> no, you have to. You, you, I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's insidious, but also like at the end of the day, like, hey, I'm from America where we elected a criminal. Like, I'm from America where a guy planned, you know, an insurrection, and and now he's back. Like, that is the story of every every single dictator. So. Mm-hmm. Just just please vote, and please don't let this guy become our fucking president. You know, we had astrologer Channing Nicholas on this podcast back in I October, and I, I adore her. Mm-hmm. I think that even if you think astrology is not relevant to you, she gives really good advice, just period. She mm-hmm. gives really good advice and has really good perspective. And she said that in 2024, we're going to have to look at it as a series of sprints and to, like, instead of looking at the year as, like, okay, we got to get all the way to November, like, take it in small, manageable chunks. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a difficult year for a lot of people because of the anxiety surrounding the election. But if we take it like, okay, we're going to get to the Iowa caucuses. This is this is mentally what I'm doing. I'm getting to the Iowa caucuses, and then I'm doing what I can do in the next stage. I think thinking of it in small pieces is better than mm-hmm. being like, i got to fucking drag my carcass to November. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's like not that. sustainable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is why I was That's saying in 2024, 
just a year of dreams. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And locked it. Oh, my God. I looked back. I downloaded my Twitter slash X archive shortly after Elon took over because I was like, I think I might nuke this thing. Um, and one of the things that I did in like the end of 2019 was do 2020 predictions. And one of my 2020 predictions was I'm going to use all the sauce packets in my fridge that I've been saving oh to take out restaurants. <laughs> and I did. I oh, did. Wow. It was a monkey paw like, <laughs> like now you're going to do it. Anyway, so let's hope that 2024 is everything we hope for and nothing we and dread. Ketamine will be in school lunches. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all the kids acting like Elon Musk being interviewed by Andrew Ross Sorkin? All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Sanity Corner slash I Feel Petty. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. I was hours into a hunt for new digs at the local shopping mall and losing steam fast when fate intervened. Drumsticks, get your drumsticks. Nutty sweet drumstick. What luck. One drumstick, please. Here you go. This is hot and made of chicken. I want an ice-cold, creamy, crunchy drumstick Sunday cone. You and me both, buddy. Well, that's the vendor next door. Drumsticks. But that line is three miles long. Oh, well. Another day, another drumstick. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. Welcome back. You're listening to Hysteria, the podcast with a dream board for you. And us and everybody else. <laughs> All right, before we get into Sandy Petty, some announcements for the class. 2024 is a huge, super high-stakes election year. Again. And there's Ugh. so much to keep track of. Important voting deadlines, volunteer shifts, emergency therapy, and apparently you still have to go to work and stuff. That's why Crooked and Vote Save America created a 2024 planner to help you stay sane and organized next year. It's filled with important dates, much-needed motivation, and fun stuff to keep you from losing your mind. To get your planner, head to crooked.com store now. Let's get to Sani Petty. Alyssa, why don't you go first? Okay, you guys, my Sani is a little emotional. Uh, Dr. Quayne Stewart was named CNN's Hero of the Year, and I watched the video. He is a veterinarian who treats people who are experiencing homelessness, their pets. 
And he said that he when he he started, it's called Project Street Vet. And he started it when he stopped to help a man who was living on the street and he bought him a sandwich. And the man gave the sandwich to his dog. And to me, he won $100,000. He, in the middle of everything, not knowing he was going to win, shared it with the other nine folks who were nominated. And I think in a world that feels so, like, incredibly dark, I'm going to cry. That was, like, the most fucking wonderful, yes, thank you, I'm going to try and do something. It'll never be as nice as what he did, but I just thought that was, like, a pretty inspiring way to end the year. So thank you, Dr. Queen Stewart. And I think he's out by you guys out in California. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's That's so so great. All right. Alyssa's got a boogie. See you later, Alyssa. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. All right. Grace, Grace Parra, you are up. I have a I have a petty this week. As as a new mother, I'm constantly washing my hands. I'm constantly thinking about bacteria, constantly thinking about the things my son's already putting in his mouth, which is everything. So I go to the grocery store trying to buy some soap, okay? I constantly err on the side of buying antibacterial soap, soap that's labeled antibacterial. But then I'm like, wait a second, isn't all soap antibacterial at its core? Why is it that some Mm -hmm. soap is labeled antibacterial soap and then a whole bunch of other soaps are not labeled antibacterial, but isn't the whole point that you're fighting bacteria? So what's the difference? Maybe this could be solved with a simple Google. (laughs) I don't know, but I do know that it, angers me and I don't like it. And I think that if there's some sort of different types of bacteria that are being killed by the antibacterial soap, then we got to know about that. And it needs to be labeled something other than antibacterial because to me, all soap is antibacterial. And I get really confused. And am I damaging my son before he can even speak? I don't know. Wait, so you don't have an answer to this because now you've put it in my head. I'm yeah. so mad at you, Grace. And now, <laughs> I'm so now I need I'm the so answer. Sorry. All soaps matter. I'm like, now I'm like, oh my God, is this soap I have at home antibacterial? Like, you gotta wait check a minute. It out. Do I wait. need to go buy a different soap on my way home? <laughs> so here's, here's what I learned. I haven't specifically addressed that question myself, but I learned that the, re- the way that soap gets bacteria off your hands is you have to use hot water and the bacteria gets trapped in the soap bubbles. Okay. The, the hot water and the soap bubbles trap the bacteria and then you rinse it down the sink. That's why you have to wash for a while because it's like you're not killing the bacteria. You're just like removing them from you by trapping them in the You're soap. like sloughing so like, it off. All soap removes. Right. So that's why like if you go to a, if you just like go like this real quick, you're not really like Doing anything. Doing anything. Yeah. That's why you got to wash for a long time. And that's why, like, if you've got old, haggard hands like me, it means that you wash your hands. Me too. Oh. I know. I know. I'm like, I wish I would have taken better care of them more in little dainty gloves. Oh, yeah. It's a double negative. Antibacterial, antibacterial soap. Right? Is it bacterial yes. soap? Yes. <laughs> it's just dirt. We're just like washing our hands in a, in a litter box. I've started I've started going like this. And for listeners, I'm like using the back of my hands on my face after I do my night my night routine, like my face routine. Uh-huh. And I put a little bit of everything I've put on my face on my hands. Smart. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, you can't have like a face that looks like this and then have like you know, wrinkly hands. I know. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta take care of my hands because if somebody ever looked at my hands, they would know I'm 40. Yeah. <laughs> Where like when they look at my face, they don't know that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I gotta. I'm, I'm, I've started to put a little cream. Yeah. On my hands. Is there yeah. hand yeah. Botox? So when you do your, because I feel like that could be a 2024. They, oh my god, they do have. They that. do have hand rejuvenation. Yes, it's, they do have. That's that. a real okay, thing. That I need. What? 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 Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So long story short, 
I used to go get Botox at this place in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. where Courtney Cox also used to get her Ooh, Botox. Oh, hello. And they had a hand rejuvenation package that you could buy. Yeah. Um, I think it's like injections and like a facial for your hands or whatever. But yeah, anything that you want to look younger, someone's going to charge you money and convince you they can do it for you. Okay. For the most part. They also have neck rejuvenation, which is, ugh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, okay. I, oh. I've got a, I feel petty about this, but I also think it could evolve into a Sani. Um, so there's like, I don't know, this is tedious. I'm not going to name check any of these brands because like, fuck them. But there's a brand of beer that was supposed to be like an anti-woke beer <laughs> that put, I know, it's anti-woke so Anti-woke beer? What the hell? Okay, drinking it is in and of itself anti-woke. It is poison. You're putting poison into your body. So like there's no political ideology behind alcohol consumption, right. whatever. But anyway, it's an anti-woke beer, I think, in response to the whole Bud Light fracas mm. from earlier this year when people were like shooting their cases of Bud Light. Or whatever dumb shit they were doing. I don't know. I don't. Don't. I. Even when I was drinking, I was not drinking Bud Light because it tastes like somebody already drank it and peed into a can. <laughs> um, but there is a uh, this this woke or this anti woke beer company put out a calendar that it is offensively calling the Real Women of America calendar, featuring women who I guess are chromosomally and to their definition biologically female. Um, and that is again in response to the fact that Bud Light had a trans woman do a couple of social media posts for them. They are just absolutely losing their marbles. But here's the thing. I just want to point out that the people that are, like, really into, like, real women and using the term, oh, real, real women, real women, are completely grossed out by the biological experience associated with having two X chromosomes, a vagina, and a uterus. They don't want to—those are the people that are least likely to be able to label a diagram of the female reproductive system, you know? Yeah. Explain—oh, you love you love real women so much? Okay. Explain how menstruation works. Why is the inside of my underwear brown on the last couple days? <laughs> why is that—can is it? you explain why that's a trivia—it's because it's old blood. You know, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, the cervix, what does it do? How thick is it? How thin does it get? How much effaced does it get in order for a baby to get out of it? How open does it? Can you show me 10 centimeters with your hand? <laughs> uh, how big of a... How big of a wound does the placenta leave in the inside of the, the uterus after birth? Okay, you love real women so much? You yeah. love real women we so much? We grow an organ... That's not even ours. That's not even ours. It doesn't even have our DNA. It has, like, the baby's DNA. It's not even—it's an alien organ that—like, okay, cool. What's endometriosis? Guys, I grew an accessory placenta. Did you know that? Oh, what my is that? God. It's a what? second an placenta. placenta. Yes, it's like a little handbag <gasps> for the placenta. Oh, my God. What? It, our <laughs> bodies right, yeah. are insane. They're insane. That is— ridiculous yeah. my uh, my doula held mine up and was like look at it like she was presenting me with a bottle of wine yeah. and laying there on the, the and she and i was like oh well, that's really gross uh, yeah. yeah describe you love real women so much how does the placenta look yep. you know honestly it, can i say something about placenta this is weird i've never had kids but i watched a special on placenta 
and I had this overwhelming urge to eat it. Wow, yes. And I am iron you poor. Can, I am, you can eat it. I am yeah. anemic, and I think it's very rich in iron yeah. and nutrients. And yeah. But I've always thought like frying up a, 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 a placenta would be <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I okay, know. So Just saying. In the birth community. I'm a weirdo. No, you're not weird. You're, you actually would probably get along with my doula. Yeah. Uh, in the birth community, that's like a com- – they say like animals in the wild when they give birth usually eat the placenta. Mm. And we're like one of the only mammals that – doesn't eat the placenta after yeah. birth. So I you're not go. that weird. That's not like a Dahmer-esque compulsion of <laughs> yeah. you. That's like n- kind of normal. It just looks so like delicious. Meaty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like it looks like um, that cured cured ham. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> what is cured? Salami. Cured with yeah. a it looks like ham salami. and then you cured it. It it's it looks yeah. like veiny salami. Yeah. Like, like carne a asada. Big, a big a big like record size, like a like mm-hmm. a playing re- like music record size veiny. It looks like something veiny? you can make. It's a veiny. Really I'm out. Yeah, okay. From. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it's pretty veiny. It's very vascular. I'm out. No so, but here's no the thing. Here's the thing. This conversation mm-hmm. would make Mike Pence faint. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that are the most like real women, real women, real women. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Okay, what is perimenopause? Mm-hmm. What is, you love real women's, what's perimenopause? What's menarche? Yeah. What's, you know, like, wh- what's the hymen? What explain? What like, about the nine-year fart when you take your Spanx off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all of these people who claim they want real women just want women who are bloodless, painless, powerless, ma- powerless, hairless, si- hairless, silent, stretched out on a calendar for them, and that's not even a real organism. That's just a fucking fantasy, and like. You're gross. You people are gross. And honestly, like, if you're really interested, if these people are really interested in real women, I can go ahead and share tips on my, like, little postpartum bathroom caddy and all of the steps I had to take to, like, clean my stitches out and stuff. Because you love real women. You know, they love real women. They love them. They love love real stitches and all. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck these people. I hate them so much. And I just want to gross them out. And the cool thing is, like, as somebody who has menstruated and has given birth, I have all of this information that is so gross to them. And I think that other people listening who have similar information should willingly and, and aggressively share it with these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They love real women. Real women. Real women. Let's all tweet pictures of our placentas to Mike Pence. Oh, <laughs> my God, um, Jalissa, that is... Uh, this is this is a risky this is a risky yeah. admission, but this is our end of the year show, so I feel... And this is the end of the show, the end of the year show, so mm-hmm. I feel like only the hard... Only the real ones are listening right yeah. now, but I got my placenta encapsulated. You did! In pills. Amazing. And I took... And I took them, and I don't know if it made a difference whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have very strong blood. Yeah. I don't know. How many pills did it come in? I haven't figured out what to do with it. Wow. Uh, It was like a little, like the size of like a medium size, um, like ibuprofen bottle. Wow. I would say maybe like 50 or 60 pills. That's a good amount. I would get it put into pills, Jalissa, because, you know, if your power goes out and you're like, you have to call the electric company and tell them your placenta is 
defrosting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that. I'm going to plant it. That that's actually my. That was actually my my. Oh, that's lovely. That. Yeah, I'm going to plant it with like a fruit tree. Ooh, because yeah. you know, it's like life giving. Mm-hmm. It's like so a green burial. Plan. That's yeah, great. That's my plan, but I just haven't gotten around to it. All right, Julissa, what are you feeling? Okay, so this is Sani Petty. Um, all in one, um, Aaron, I texted you about this. I asked you if you had uh, read that Vox article mm-hmm. about how um, millennial women dread motherhood or what yeah. has cost millennial women this. to dread motherhood. And, you know, I read the whole art. First of all, it took me three days mm-hmm. to get through this article. <laughs> yeah, which is because, another reason to dread motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because of motherhood. And, you know, at various points of this article, I found myself feeling, feeling very... Um, vindicated, feeling very seen by the difficulties that that the author, I, I forgot, I don't remember her name, but the author um, points to as the difficulties of motherhood. And then other times I felt very annoyed by this sort of insinuation that um, that we should have very mes- better messaging around motherhood so that other women want to be mothers. That's kind of, That's kind of how I took this article, that it was like, we need... That, that that conservative women sort of have it down in the messaging of family values and how good it is to be a mother. But that progressive women, we have to do a better job on like selling motherhood or like we have to have better messaging around it. And I found that very annoying because it is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I just felt like saying to this author, like, I hate to break it to you, but everything you've been told that is making you dread motherhood is for real. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you become a mother you are going to experience some of these things. And it's just a fact of life. And could motherhood be made easier by changes in policy? Absolutely. Like if I didn't have to worry about how am I going to make money, Mm -hmm. for sure I could take a year off and just be with my child who I love spending time with when I'm not also thinking, oh shit, I should be writing. Mm -hmm. Or, Uh you know, or like this morning, like coming to the studio and now I'm like, shit, my nanny called in sick on the one day that I'm not home and my Mm. husband has to go to work, right? Mm -hmm. So now he's going to be late to work and whatever. So yes, there are policy changes we can make, like, you know, uh, parental leave and um, paying women more money throughout their career so we are able to save more money, like having better health care, all of that. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm sorry, it is not messaging that needs to change. If anything, I feel like we need to tell women more yes. about the difficulties of motherhood because I felt like I was not prepared. Granted, nothing can prepare you for motherhood. Like nothing, nothing, nothing. Like none of the books that I read, none of the things my friends told me when people said like, you won't sleep. I didn't realize what it actually oh my meant God. to not sleep. My you God, know? Julissa. And I, like I felt the exact only, same way. Yeah. And like not only you're not sleeping, like I am, my body is getting drained every time I'm feeding this child. So, like, I am sleepless and I am depleted of all of my nutrients. So, like, I never understood what that was. And I don't think you can understand it until you actually go mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. So, like, but I it's actually insulting think— to deprive us of that information. Yes. yes. It's insulting. So I, I, actually exactly think when, right. I actually think I actually think, you know, I actually think we need to tell more women about how difficult it is. Uh, because I do feel like I would have gone into it 
with different expectations mm-hmm. that may have eased some of my experience mm-hmm. in the early in the early days and weeks of motherhood. Well, and then the the good stuff is like when you say the I mean for me, I don't know if I'm just like a woo-woo, but um when you say the good stuff out loud, people are like kind of give you the side eye and are like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So the good stuff is like you feel so powerful. Oh yeah. The yes. power that you have to I, create li- like I am a portal through which life and death passes. Like, 100%. And you feel, it's like, and the, the bond that you have with your child yeah. is completely, it is it is different than anything anybody else can have. And like, it is so special and so incredible. And, but it's hard to even articulate mm-hmm. because we don't have like the words. Well, yeah. And, I, and you know, it's like, yes, I, I, I like, I, you know, I didn't want to have an epidural. I didn't have an epidural. I gave birth to this child without an epidural. Yes, I felt fucking like, man, I am a fucking a rock star. Yeah. You know, like, I, I fucking took that pain mm-hmm. and like, bam, I did it. You know, three hours late. Granted, my labor was only three hours. Three <laughs> hours <laughs> late. Boom, yeah. she was out. Amazing. You know? Uh, and so like, yes, all of that. And and also, it's it's been really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard. And to your point, like there are moments where I just feel like, oh my God, like this is this is everything I ever dreamed of. You know, yeah. like Sunday morning, my husband and I were laying in our bed with like our baby. She was like rolling around. She was like, she's starting to crawl Aww. and she was laughing and she was like making little bubbles like and we just thought it was like the cute and I and I and there's a moment where I was like, this, like this is what I imagined it it would be, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like this little family that we're building. It's beautiful, and like there are so many beautiful things about it. And also, it's really hard. Like even going to a restaurant. My friend and I try to go to brunch, and this this like host uh, hostesses at the restaurant were looking at us like so annoyed that they had to Ugh. find a table for us Ugh. that could also fit our strollers. Hate that. You know? Hate that. And I'm like, children are part of society, yes, guys. Exactly. Children you know? are a part of society. And then you see things like, oh, we should have planes without kids. Like I was on this plane and this woman gave me the dirtiest look oh my because my baby was crying. I'm like, you think I want my baby to cry? Like, no, I feel terrible for my baby because she wants to sleep and she can't. So I gave that woman a ugly look <laughs> right back. And if also, you know me, you. what are you doing you know. on a plane without headphones anyway? Yeah, That's what my exactly. husband said. He said, you know what? It's 2023. And if you do not have noise canceling headphones, that is on you. Yes. yes. Not yes. on me and my baby. Yeah. And if you know me, I can give a very, very strong ugly look and that's, that's what this woman got. <laughs> and so this article both made me feel vindicated because I'm like, yes, I feel all these things. And also I felt really annoyed throughout reading it because I was like, girlfriend, if you're trying to convince yourself you need to have kids, like you should. I had to convince myself. But also know that the things people are telling you are Are real. Yeah. that's I completely agree. I I kind of am over in 2024. Articles about having children written by people who don't have children. Um, And no offense to people who don't have children. I just think that like, it's sort of analogous to like if you have children, you know what it's like to not have children. And mm-hmm. if you don't have children, you don't know what it's like to have children. Yes. And so I think that perspective is valuable. I thought the Vox piece was very nuanced and like the yes. the best version of that. Like yes. somebody who was writing about an experience that they haven't had with a sense of like honesty and awareness of how much what where their limitations yeah. were. So like I thought it was good. Definitely worth yeah. worth I didn't reading. hate it. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's just sort of like um, I, I just kind of don't really need 
I don't know how valuable a perspective on an experience that doesn't include the experience itself is. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I've never played football and I'm not writing articles about like how to play football. I, you know what right, I mean? Yeah, like or yeah. anyway, uh, that's that was just a that was a bad first pitch. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we could do an entire show on this. Honestly. Yes, I think and we, we should, really by should. the way. Should. I'm very I, I love that idea. Or we should all just get together and, you know, have a have a show. We should temple. do that first. Uh-huh. Yes. Go we have should some do that. Anti-woke beer together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Real women. Real, Real fucking women. women. So stupid. Like, what is it even? Okay, anyway, uh, Michaela. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is going to sound so trite and stupid. Yeah, but it's called I Feel Petty. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. But but I just mean after Julissa, this beautiful, poetic, you know, delightful experience of, of motherhood and then and lamentation. And now here I am like, so I'm reading this book about decluttering. <laughs> 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 Tell me about it. I need that. Uh, it's called it. It's a book that somebody gave me a long time ago, and I, it just resurfaced uh, in my house, and I just started reading it, and I was like, "This is brilliant." It's decluttering for artistic people, for creative people. Ah. It, it's specifically decluttering for creative people, and I'm enjoying reading it so much. I haven't lifted a finger and decluttered a single thing, <laughs> but I love. It's like. Do you ever lay in bed and watch um, people like do stretches that like are meant to take the pain away from your back and you never actually do them, but you watch somebody like put themselves in a pretzel and you're like, God, that must feel really yeah. good. No, I don't do but that. You never but, actually yeah, do, sure, but, sure. but you never actually get yourself into that position and, and actually carry your own back. So that's what I'm doing with this book. But it's very relaxing to me because I'm also having this feeling of wanting to purge and get rid of things and simplify. And it and it's really it's called A New Order and it's written by a woman named Faye Wolf who is a actress and a musician and she also get you know started a business as you know we have these side hustles and started a business to uh, declutter people's homes and realized that it's a very different kind of beast when you have like an ADHD creative person trying to get rid of things. Cause you have things like, well, I, these are ideas I wrote on a notepad, you know, however many years ago, that's very different than, you know, uh, doilies. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I've just been reading this and it's so, um, helpful and, and gratifying to see that there one day when I stop reading the book and I actually do the things that that I'm meant to do, um, <laughs> that I could have uh, someone who who speaks to my, you know, neurodivergent artistic side and mm-hmm. and be able to get out from under all my crap that I'm weirdly way too attached to that I'm never gonna need. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, anyway, we have a credenza that is half full of mm-hmm. like screeners and screenplays sent in like the little FYC. Get rid of it. Oh God, I know. But I, what if I want to read the pilot you for never, Band of Brothers? You can call your agent. <laughs> you say can, you can go send to me the, the pilot yeah. for the pi- Band of you can Brothers. Go to the WGA library. Yeah, I know, I know. But no, I I get it. I think that's a very specific thing, and also I think. Everybody here probably has a pile of notebooks with like eight pages <laughs> yep, yep. written in them and they're like <laughs> ideas and like maybe you were working on an idea and then you forgot that notebook you were using so you use a different notebook yep. and then mm-hmm. you went back to that other note. Oh my God. I had this- That's what we need is we need to scan. We need like a, a, a scanner for our stupid ideas so that they're all digital and on the cloud somewhere and you can get rid of. Like an AI writer's assistant, but just for one person. 
Yeah. Yes. Oh, Jesus. It's a brilliant idea. Now my brain just broke. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, that is all the time we have for this week's end of the year, final episode of 2023 of Hysteria. I'm so glad you could join us. Grace, thank you so much for joining me remotely while pumping. Julissa, thank you for joining in studio. Michaela, thank you for joining. Alyssa, thank you for being my ride or die. And listeners, Thank you so much for your loyalty and for your amazing letters. If you want to get in touch, hysteria at crooked.com. And we will see you next year. We are back on January 11th. Happy New Year. Happy Happy New Year. Year. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG, Twitter, and TikTok. Subscribe to Hysteria on YouTube for access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a nice review. Hysteria is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our senior producer. Our executive producer is me, Aaron Ryan. And Alyssa Mastromonaco is our co-producer. Fiona Pestana is our associate producer. The show is engineered and edited by Jordan Cantor. We get audio support from Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis. Our video producers are Rachel Gajewski and Megan Patzel. And thank you to Julia Beach, Ewa Okolate, Adia Hill, and David Tolls for production support every week. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Long days and no drumstick make for short fuses. And this fateful Monday, my fuse was as stubby and hungry as they come. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones? Take it easy, Sonny. Where are the drumstick vanilla cones, please? Yes! Sweet, creamy, crunchy, crispy, decadent deliciousness. <clears throat> Sir, I can ring you up. In my preoccupation with scoring a drumstick, I had forgotten my wallet. Uh, do you offer buy now, pay later? Another day, another drumstick.